Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me on this episode. I think this will be a fun discussion with myself. (laughs) I know that sounds like a weird introduction, but what I'm trying to say is, is, you know, it's funny how God works things. I had been thinking about and praying about and dreaming about the next couple episodes of what we would be sharing and what we'd be doing, who would be interviewing and all that. And uh, I was thinking about this podcast for a while. It's one that I started to record uh, a, a couple weeks ago and then stopped and took on another project of something else and just felt like, you know what, I need to come back to this topic this morning. I was reading in a different Facebook group about a lot of discouragement uh, with some leaders. And so I wanted to stop and talk about some different ways of how to quit thinking like that and how to quit being discouraged. So we're going to dive into this topic today of I quit. So maybe that's you. Maybe you have been struggling a little bit and inside there's this little voice that says, I just should quit. I want to quit. But if I quit, who's going to do it? Now, before I get started any further, I just want to let you know that restoringleaders.org is a ministry that is set up for people that are starting to talk like that, that have that self-talk soundtrack playing in their head of, I want to quit, or I'm discouraged, or I'm tired. I need a break, but I can't. Restoring Leaders is here for you. Restoring Leaders is a ministry that helps refocus, restart, and restore leaders. We want to help you find that day one excitement again, We want to help you restart your heart and your relationship with Jesus on a deeper level so that you can care for your soul in a better way and so that you can hear God's voice leading you daily. And we want you to restore. We want you to heal from hurts and discouragement, wounds of the past from other leaders, from volunteers, from members, from friends. And we want you to live that renewed way so that you can lead more and reach more. If you need help, please reach out. Restoring Leaders is a ministry that does not charge any fees. If you want to donate and pay it forward afterwards, that's great. But we ask nothing from you. We just want to be here for you. So head over to restoringleaders.org if you need help. If you need someone to talk to that's safe and confidential, a listening ear, a place to vent, whatever it is, someone to guide you through a path of how to get out of this valley season, this hard place. We've been there. We've done that. We understand. But we've also made it through. And there will be no judgment, just encouragement. So check out restoringleaders.org. Now, I've entitled this podcast, I Quit, because there's a number of things I think we as leaders need to start doing and, and, and actually quit doing. So I'm with you. I think you should say, I quit. But here's some things that you should stop quitting. You should stop 
quitting and say, I quit thinking about the past all the time. A lot of us just want to get back to where we were before the COVID virus. But you know what? As badly as I want to get back there too, in some ways, you've heard me say it if you've listened to this podcast, we can't go back. And that line of thinking is not helpful to you or the people you lead. I saw Carrie Newhoff post a blog about some of these kind of ideas. And one of the things that he said was, you know, that leaders who always want to go back will never move your organization forward. Think about that for a minute. You know, even the scripture talks about if you're trying to plow and you're, you're always looking backwards, what happens? <laughs> I learned that in the agriculture class that our ag teacher said, you'll never plow a straight line looking backwards. You have to look forwards, but you do need to look back and you need to learn and adjust and grow, but you need to keep looking forward. So I want you to think about this. Are you letting the past control your thinking and moving you in ways that you just want to quit? Because if you dwell on the past all the time, it is going to make you want to quit. It's not going to help you. So I want to encourage you to start focusing on some new things. Believe it or not, the future is brighter than you think. Why? How can I say that? Because scripture tells us that God's in control and that we do not have to have a spirit of fear. We have one that is of power and of love and of, of a sound mind, meaning solid thinking. So we need to change thing, our thoughts. And start looking at this as an opportunity that God has set before us to push us forward. It feels like the church has lost a lot. I mean, that's what this one Facebook post was about, was how much they've lost and how much they've struggled and how few children they have in their, their classes anymore. How it seems like the volunteers aren't coming back even at this point. Well. Again, you can keep mourning that loss, and that's okay to mourn it for a period of time, but Scripture tells us that, that there's a time to mourn. That means there's a beginning and there's an ending, and we have to move forward. And here's the thing. If we remember what it was like after 9-11, at first, no one wanted to fly. Everybody was terrified, and people wondered, would the airline industry survive? but it's still here, isn't it? It's changed. It's different. We don't fly the way we used to. We, we don't walk people to their gates anymore. We have more security. We have more changes. We have things that you can do and you can't do. It changed, but people fly. People travel. Here's the thing. We know that the world has taken a huge shakeup because of the pandemic. And so has children's ministry and student ministry of family ministry. It has changed. But you know what? Maybe it needed to. Maybe instead of fighting the change, we start thinking instead of saying, I quit. I don't want to, I don't want to, I want to go back. Let's start looking forward. So here's some things that I want to encourage you towards. Quit feeling stuck. Quit feeling stuck. 
and instead say, okay, I'm going to take what I have, what God has blessed me with, with who I have here, because if we don't focus on who we have right in front of us, we may lose them too. And a lot of us have been running so hard and, and so and pushing so hard to, to get things back in order and back the way they were because we want to go back to normal. And I've said it before, we have a new now. Let's start walking in it. Not running, but walking. You know, one of the things that we need to stop doing or is, is quit doing the same things, you know? Quit doing the same things over and over and trying to keep them working. Again, the world has changed. Things are different now. So, so our ministry should look a little different. You may not be able to go back to the model you were running before the pandemic. You may have to change things up to fit you. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. Just do what you have to do. Do the best that you can before the Lord. The Lord knows your heart. The Lord knows what you have. He knows how many kids you have. He knows how many volunteers you have. Please quit being discouraged. Don't let discourage run you and run you down and run you out. Another thing that you could stop and quit doing is quit running at such an unsustainable pace. I've talked about this before as well on the podcast, but it's worth repeating Find your godly, sustainable pace. That means you need to evaluate what you're doing and how you're doing it. What resources does it occupy, meaning time, talent, and treasure? And is it still achieving the goal it once did? Or maybe you need to figure out how to measure it and measure it differently. What are the new measurables? But finding your sustainable pace means managing your time and your talent and your treasure in a different way. You know, there's a reason why sprinters don't run marathons and marathoners don't run sprints. <laughs> they both have a sustainable pace that they have trained for. And we've all trained for things and we need to learn what is that sustainable pace. We need to stop the overworking and the making ourselves exhausted. And, and here's the thing. Don't, mis don't misunderstand exhaustion and being tired for burnout. Those are two different things. And it, it scares me right now because everybody's talking about burnout now. <laughs> for a while, I was the only, it felt like I was the only one. And now it feels like everybody's talking about it and everybody's becoming an expert in it. Be careful. Make sure you understand what real burnout is and what it looks like. Because there is a big difference. Trust me, I know. I operated tired. I had hard seasons and busy seasons. But those were different than being burned out. And trust me, you'll know the difference when it hit, hits you. It's scary. And I don't want you to hit it. That's part of why I'm here. And that's part of why I offer the help that I do. One of the things we, we've got to stop doing and quit doing, I should say, is, is we've got to quit focusing on the people that we've lost and start focusing on the people we've reached. Focus on the children that you do have, even if it's only one or two or three. Love them, care for them, build up on them, praise them, help them become followers of Jesus. Help them change their world. 
because it makes a difference. Pour into your volunteers love and encouragement and support. Disciple them. Disciple who you have. Because trust me, the more you pour into them, the more you win their hearts. And the more you win their hearts, the more you can lead them anywhere. So I want you to quit focusing on what the loss is. Focus on what God has already given you. Steward that. Care for it. Build it. Remember, little is much in the hands of a mighty God. Remember that little boy's lunch. Remember what Jesus did with the Lunchable. Take those few and pour into them. That one kid who comes to church, love them and care for them like they were part of a group of a thousand. Do for a few what you want to do for many. And watch what God does with it. Keep being faithful in that little. And when God is ready, he, he can open up the doors of the, of the, the gates and, and, and just blow it out and bring tons more people towards you. But also, that one child could go out and reach thousands. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. You know, one of the things we've got to stop we've got to quit is quit doing some of the wrong things. What are some of the wrong things? Well, they're the things that aren't producing fruit right now that are taking up your time and your talent and your treasures. And they really don't matter right now. They can be set aside. They may be once worked, but they're not working right now. So don't keep ramming and ramming and ramming ahead. Don't keep fighting it. If it's not working, if, if something's not happening and you're not seeing fruit, stop, quit, and let God open a new door in a new season. I think that's what God's doing right now with the church. He's showing us it's not about buildings. It's not about celebrities. It's not about lights and smoke. It's about authenticity. It's about love. It's about authenticity. It's about care. It's about comfort. It's about grief. It's about loss. It's about hope. It's about Jesus. It's about simplicity. I want to challenge you to Quit focusing on what we did before and start focusing on what's in front of us right now. Start looking at new metrics and new ways to measure things. Start looking at first-time visitors. Start looking at first-time volunteers. You know, one of the things that I'm hearing around the country is that there are people that are coming out of the woodwork to start serving, that want to serve. How did they get them? They asked them in person, face-to-face, -face, eye contact. If you haven't tried this yet, and I think there's some of you out there that have struggled with getting volunteers, and listen, you don't have to spend a lot of money on a bunch of courses or conferences or books. It is this simple. Jesus walked up to people and said, come follow me. Do the same thing. Walk up to somebody, 
tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, I need your talent. I need you. I need your smile to come sit with a group of kids because they will love you and you will love them. I want you to come share your life with them. Open the Bible and share God's truth of what you're learning. I want you to come and sing with them, jump around with them, play some games with them. I want you to come and invest in the church of today, the small version, the shorter version. You know what? It's amazing how when you do that, it works. Trust me. I took a team that was very, very tiny and was very sporadic in how they served. And we turned it around to a full roster of of over 65% were every week serves. Now we had two services, yes. So we could come one and serve one. But we took all those people that were just once a month and asked them to serve every week because we wanted consistency. If I were doing that all over today, I'd probably say, hey, would you do it every other week? <laughs> could, could, we, could we count on you if we had two services? If we only had one service, then yes, I'm going to ask for a commitment of once a month. Come with me once a month and be faithful. Don't cancel that once a month because we need you. That kid needs to see you at least once a month. But believe me, there are people out there that are mature in their faith that can handle doing two, two times a month. And they'll watch the service on their own and keep feeding their spirit. And I would care for them and support them and encourage them, make sure they got a link to the service so they could watch. Just ask. It's amazing what happens. And it also is amazing what happens when we start focusing on the right things, the right metrics. I want you to quit worrying about things you can't control and focus on what you can. Quit focusing on what you can't. Start focusing on what you can. You can control how you think and feel. You can't control how others do. So I want to challenge you to start thinking about what can you do to focus your mind and refocus your mind and your heart. You know, um, there is a fantastic book that I highly recommend called Winning the War in Your Mind by Craig Groeschel. This book is powerful. Powerful. And he gives the guide steps, and, and I've taught on this before, um, on, and, and, and we've talked about it on this podcast before about our mindset. I'm going to be doing a breakout at Children's Pastors Conference on changing our minds. One of the things that we've got to start doing is speaking truth from God to us. We, we, we can take his word and speak it to us and to, and to change our minds. And it's powerful how that works. We can reframe and replace the wrong things and bring them to the right in our minds. And so we can control what we're thinking about. So here's a couple of things as I get ready to wrap up this podcast for, for today. I want you to start thinking about things that you can do to replace the lies and the brokenness, the loss, the hurt. For instance, 2 Timothy 1.7, this happens to be in New King James but it says, God, is given a, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. 
when you start struggling with the fear of you're looking at your Sunday roster right now and going, I've got all these open spaces and I don't have people to serve. Don't let that spirit of fear control you, my friends. God has not given you that spirit. That's the enemy bringing fear into your mind. Take control of it. Take that thought captive and knock it down. Remember that that's what the enemy wants to do is he wants to destroy you. He wants to get you looking and hearing the lion's roar so that you take your eyes off the, the master, the protector. Once you start taking those thoughts down and realizing that, remember Romans 8, 37, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. God has already given us the victory over all of these things. Even COVID-19. So remember, we in, in 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your anxiety, cast all your cares, the old King James, on him because he cares for you. God knows what you're struggling with, and he knows how to help you have a new mindset. He knows how to help you quit the wrong things. And then take on the new thought and say, instead of mourning and worrying and frustrating myself, I'm going to do what Philippians 4.12 says, that I know what it, ha- what it means to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether being well-fed or hungry, living in, plen- living in plenty or in want. Man. The apostle wrote that he knew that that was truth right from God's word. So pray that into your heart. Pray that into your mind. Be content. Let God bring what he wants to bring to your ministry. And not only take that, but then start reframing it into your mind. That this is the day the Lord has made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. Man, when we start doing what Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Now, remember, he didn't say make it easy. He didn't make it that there won't be any, uh, like I can say, bumps in the road. (laughs) We're going to have them. But it's our perspective on how we handle them when we engage them. So start reframing your mind to feel, focus on God's truth. Quit thinking of what the world and what the enemy wants you to think. Focus on what he wants you to think. And then give thanks to God. For he is good. His love endures forever. That's what Psalms 106.1 says. Rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. (laughs) Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Get this, my friends, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind 
in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 4 to 7. My friends, I want to encourage you today. God is not finished. God is not beaten. You aren't either. Just quit thinking you are. I know maybe there's some of you out there thinking, I really want to quit my role right now. I want to quit my ministry. I want to quit my job. Listen again, if you need help, please reach out. Restoring Leaders is here for you. I've got plenty of time I can schedule a call with you to sit and listen, to help you refocus and restart and renew and find restoration. Or maybe you need to come check out a Restoring Leaders retreat. We're going to be launching uh, and releasing our 2022 dates. And we're excited about having some locations uh, in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Ohio, Florida, South Carolina. Uh, there's a few other places that we're working towards where you can step away for four days and learn how to renew and how to restore how to rest, how to release. We've got some great principles that we teach, and we've seen God do this in a lot of leaders who have come through not only the online course, but the in-person retreats and say, wow, I know how to quit doing the wrong things, and I need to start focusing on the right, and I've got a battle plan coming out of it, and I'm ready. So, my friends... You can say, I quit, just quit the wrong things, the things that drain you, the things that deplete you, the things that empty you and start filling yourself with the right stuff. Replace those things that are wrong and give them to God. Again, thanks for listening to this edition of the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump. I'm here for you. I love you. I'm praying for you. Join me again on the next edition real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills and ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.